everyone's got that horrible contractor story. And when I mean horrible, I mean that story of a contractor who takes your money, says that they're going to do a project, partially completes the project, and then never comes back to finish it. And then you find out later that the project was done so horribly. Everyone knows someone who has had that happen to them. And unfortunately, with contractors or vendors, this becomes a really common occurrence. And it has so much to do with choosing the right vendor and doing the research in the first place. Entrepreneurs shouldn't be stuck. It's unnecessary, it's frustrating, and unfortunately, it's where most of us end up landing. Your business should serve you, your dreams, and the future you set out to create. So let's destroy the myth that you have to work 60, 80, or 120 hours a week in order to make your dreams a reality. I'm Jay. And I'm India. This is the Marketing Breakthrough Podcast. Let's Let's get get to it. it. Within your marketing, there are so many things to get done. There are so many different pieces of the puzzle. And one of the best parts is that you don't have to do it alone. One of the worst parts is that not doing it alone means that you have to find people that can do the job and that you trust to do the job and that you can work with, which is our point for today, choosing your vendors. When it comes to your marketing, you have to be good at choosing vendors and you have to be good at vetting these vendors. In the same way that somebody interviews for a job uh, as a boss, a manager, hiring, whatever, whoever this position is that brings people in for this position, you also are hiring for your vendor. You are hiring your contractor, you're hiring your artist, you're hiring an ads person, whatever it may be, and you have to come in and you have to have a conversation with them and you have to ask them if they are the right person for the job, but not only ask them, figure out if they are the right person for the job. Unfortunately, a lot of entrepreneurs forget one more vital piece another set of questions that need to be asked in that interview process. And that's licensing, rights, ownership. When you're working with creative people, when you're seeking out creative vendors, you have to ask this question. You have to find out who owns the rights to the creative work they create once it's been created. Do you own your own website? Do you own the graphics and the logo that you had created? Do you own the commercial photos that you went out of your way to purchase so that you could have them for your next set of ads? Now, it may sound interesting to ask that question because it may seem like a no-brainer. Like, I'm in these photos. Yeah, I paid for these photos. But unfortunately, that's not always how it works. So when you're choosing these vendors and when you're interviewing them, yes, the, the chemistry is so important. You need to be able to work together. Uh, yes, the delivery... They need to be able to deliver the work. You pay them, they deliver, they come through, they follow through, all is well. The other side of things, long term, is who owns this. I've talked to countless numbers of people, and unfortunately, countless actually describes that. A lot of times it's an expression, but in this case, it's real, where I'll talk to somebody and they will talk about their website and they'll talk about how 
yeah, we hired somebody and they did the website for us, but then we decided that they weren't really a good fit for our company. We weren't really able to work with them very well. And so we decided to take our website elsewhere, but they owned it. It turned out that they owned all of the website. And this is a very, very common occurrence. We learned a few years ago, actually, when we were running our marketing agency, that we were the odd ones. That by choosing not to own our websites that we created for businesses or choosing not to keep the rights to all the photos that we were shooting, that we were definitely the odd ones out. Everyone else, every other agency that we came across was doing it this way. But every time we had that conversation trying to figure out, okay, do we want to own the rights to this? Do we want to maintain this? It's a great way of bringing in consistent income. Like that's why they do it. They just want to have that ongoing income. So they charge people to use the creative works that they put out there. It's something that's taught in college. That's what they're learning. That's something it's, it's normal with the industry. However, it's something that I did not want to do. We definitely didn't. No. So when we started talking about things, we realized that that was the standard. However, I wanted to be different because my belief was, okay, well, if I'm creating a website for somebody and then I'm holding, you know, holding their foot to the fire in order to continue working with me, it just seems so manipulative. And I would rather build a quality relationship with somebody and be able to keep them as a customer, a client, not because they have to, not because it's financially reasonable to do that, but because they really want to work with me. I understand that there are businesses out there, like think huge conglomerates that are using photos for advertising and they're making billions of dollars off of this advertising. Of course, a photographer is going to want their chunk because without the photo, how would the ad work? It's a huge piece. But as we were discussing this, as we were figuring out, how do we charge for this? What kind of vendor do we want to be? We just realized that we were going to put that cost in the upfront. It wasn't going to be a hidden fee after the fact. We weren't going to surprise entrepreneurs and business owners that we were serving later with, oh yeah, by the way, you owe us a huge chunk of money if you want to use these photos and ads. Commercial photography is a big deal. It costs a lot of money. A great example of this is stock photos. Yes, you can buy the photo for one price, something like $10. But a lot of businesses, a lot of entrepreneurs don't realize that it actually costs more than $100 to use that photo if they're going to advertise their business while using it. Licensing is really important. I'm not saying that it's a bad thing. I just have to acknowledge that some people aren't aware of it. And that's why it's so important to talk about. And ultimately, the awareness is our point here. And the reason that we're bringing this into a whole episode to talk about, because it's not that those things are wrong. We're also not telling you or advocating for the way that we ran our agency. I can give you pros and cons on the way that we ran things. And that's not even the talking point for today. The purpose is that you have to know what you're choosing and who you're choosing. So you want to know ultimately, at the end of the day, what you're getting and what you own. Ooh, I like that. What you're getting and what you own. Because those are two different things in the creative world. 
So an example of this in photography. We just touched on photography, but I want to bring in the example. There's a photographer in my area that I am familiar with. I don't have no idea who this photographer is personally, and all I know is that some people that I know have worked with them. And every time they post photos, they are supposed to tag this person, this photographer, in the photo. So on Instagram, Facebook, and I don't even know what happens when they start to use, if they use these photos in YouTube videos, if they use these photos in advertising. Are they posting these photos for personal use or for their business? Uh, A little bit of both. Oh, wow. So when they post them, they are required to tag said photographer, which I completely understand at a very, very, very personal hobby photographer level. Mm. However, when you get hired as a photographer, I believe that those tags should go away. At that level, accreditation for photos should be different. Think of Coca-Cola. Think of Amazon. Amazon's actually probably a bad one, but think of a restaurant, a McDonald's, or think of, right, think of these big names that everybody knows. Think of Starbucks. Do you ever see them post a photo and say, photo by, photo by? No. Right? (laughs) The only company that I actually know of that does this is Red Bull. And it's because they pull photos from so many different sources. They're not having one hired photographer. Mm -hmm. And actually, some of the photos that they use actually aren't even from hired photographers. Sometimes they will bring them in or pay for photos later or just use them as promotional material. But think of restaurants, think of of food products, think of Home Depot and Lowe's. Like they are not posting a photo and saying, hey, thanks, Joey, for this photo. (laughs) (laughs) And so it becomes a little messy. So this photographer that I'm aware of, it frustrates me at the level that people are hiring them to come in and do photography that they are still requiring that they be tagged. And I believe that your work needs to speak for itself. So when you are choosing a vendor, I don't want to get on the soapbox about photographers, but when you are choosing a vendor, do you own the photo? Do you have to tag them? If you are a business and you are supposed to tag said photographer, I believe that you need to run the other way. Because at some point, that becomes unprofessional. This applies to web designers, graphic designers, videographers, everyone that's producing a product or a project, creative work that then you can use to advertise your business. It is so important to make sure that you are asking these questions and to determine if you have true ownership. It's okay if you don't actually own these works. But make sure that you feel comfortable at the level that you are allowed to use them. So as you're choosing a vendor, it's important to understand and agree with the way that everything is handled, the way that the ownership is laid out, the way that they are going to respond. Social media ads, social media management. Do you like the way that those things are being delivered? Do you like the expectation? Do you like the way that they communicate with you? Those are all questions to ask. So I was actually recently having a conversation with somebody talking about running Google and running a social media account. And this person had come to me a few months back, maybe, I don't know, almost a year ago. And we had had this conversation and they said, 
I want somebody to manage my social media account. And I said, okay, that's great. Let me talk to you. Let me ask you a few questions. Okay, what are you doing here? What are you doing there? And ultimately, end of the day, I said, I don't think that social media is going to be the most beneficial thing for you. And when they asked why, I said, I just don't think you don't have any following right now. I think you're going to dump a bunch of money into this. And I think that there are better ways to promote your brand because you're just getting it launched and kicked off. So fast forward to a couple of weeks ago when I was talking with them about social media and they said, Hey, I actually found somebody that's going to run my Google ads account and run social media. And they charge $400 or $450 a month. And I said, okay. And I just continued to listen and end of the conversation. I said, Hey, I don't want anything out of this. I'm not trying to get any work from you. I don't actually even do this work anymore. But I would like to offer you a bit of advice and a bit of caution moving forward. And they perked up. They were eager to hear. And I said, it sounds like what you're doing is too cheap. And the reason I say that is because I want to know what they're doing for ads. Are they setting it and forgetting it? Are they actually running an ad and saying, oh, we should tweak this verbiage, we should tweak the copy? Are they actually going through and looking at it? Or are you signing a contract for a year? They're running one ad, and if it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. But we've spent our money, you've spent your money, it's all good. And there was really no clarity around that, so I gave them these questions to go back and ask. Also, on the social media side, I said, it sounds really, really inauthentic because if you came to me and offered me $400 to create and manage a social media account for you, it's not enough money to be able to give you the time that you need. And now I understand that everybody has a different understanding and there's a different, like that amount of money to some people is just, it doesn't matter. It's just change that amount of money to other people is a significant amount of money. And so I'm not belittling the amount of money in any way. But at a certain point, you have to be able to give enough effort. And as somebody who has managed a social media account, I understand the amount of time that has to go into it in order to address your campaigns, address your 12-month goals as we are posting things, to be able to bring authenticity into it, to be able to have conversations with people, to be able to make sure that it is doing everything that it is supposed to do. And don't forget about client communication. Like the amount of time it takes to for the social media manager to communicate with the business themselves. That takes hours a week, at least a month, hours a month for sure. So if these two big pieces of the puzzle, Google Ads and social media management, are being charged $400 for both, I want to ask more questions. So that's one piece. You're looking for you know, social media management, social ads, Google Ads, whatever the case may be. Bottom line, it all comes back to, do you agree with the way that this vendor is going to handle things. Do their past clients, do their current clients agree with the way that they handle things? Are you going to be happy with the way that they are communicating with you, the way that they're managing your account, the way that they are billing you even? Do they bill on terms? Do they bill on net 30? Do they bill 
with invoice due or payment due upon receipt. How does that work? You have to ask these questions and you have to choose the vendor that best fits your model. Please don't misunderstand. This episode is not designed to be all doom and gloom. There are actually good vendors out there. There are great photographers. There are great videographers. There are great web designers and social media managers. They all exist. And we do not believe that entrepreneurs should be doing it all themselves. Oh my goodness. Please do not be doing it all yourself. There's probably a time and a place for you to do everything on your own because there's a time and a place where you just don't have the capital to invest or maybe you don't want to spend it. Maybe it makes more sense to spend on salary than it does on a graphic designer. So you're just going to do your graphics yourself. But when it comes to bringing these people in, we just want you to be as aware as possible. And then we want you to be excited about what you get and know what questions to ask. Because I think the bigger conversation here, the underlying conversation is the amount of people that we've had conversations with that don't even know these hazards or unsettling conditions exist. For anyone feeling overwhelmed by this ginormous list that we just provided of all the questions and all the things that you're supposed to ask and don't forget this and don't forget that and oh yeah, then there's this. If you're feeling overwhelmed or you're feeling lost, please just email us. AHA, that's A-H-A at marketingbreakthrough.co. A-H-A at marketingbreakthrough.co. Shoot us an email, ask us, what are those things that we're supposed to ask our vendors? We're happy to help. We just want to make sure that you will find the best support, the best team that you need. So whether you're in a spot of doing everything on your own right now and looking for vendors down the road, maybe a month, six months, a year, two years, maybe this gives you some questions there. Or maybe you're in a spot where you are currently choosing vendors and this is really helpful because you actually needed to know some of the questions to ask. You had some conversations with people. Maybe there were a few flags that came up, they weren't red, but they were yellow. And you're wondering what questions to ask. Maybe this is helpful there. On the other side, maybe you have dealt with some vendors and you're in conversation right now of, well, I thought I owned that. Why can't I use that? Why don't I have access to this, this, and this? And this might help you to navigate some of those conversations. Ultimately, we're not trying to be negative. We're not trying to be bashing. I just believe that there are quality vendors out there and Sometimes we end up going with the one person that comes to us and tries to sell to us because it's the easiest avenue. It's the path of least resistance. And instead of saying, well, like this web developer sounds really good, but I'm kind of curious who else is out there. I'm kind of curious if this is normal. I'm kind of curious, you know, what are the things you're not telling me? Um, I think those are really good things to have conversations about. So good luck. Please don't be overwhelmed. Shoot us an email if you have questions, and we would love to help out as much as we can. Marketing Breakthrough is a community of entrepreneurs with a vision of creating meaningful, sustainable businesses that allow freedom, fun, and adventure in their lives. Time is the only resource you can't get more of, so we believe in finding a way to achieve our entrepreneurial dreams with freedom in mind. We've designed this resource hub of tools, tricks, and techniques to grow your business and live the life that you set out to create.